Hello, welcome back to the Life on the Wrist podcast. Hope you all are doing well today. There's a couple things I want to talk about. One of them being this moon, uh, this uh, moon swatch craze that happened over the weekend. Um, what a crazy uh, Saturday, uh, March twenty. What is it? Twenty sixth. It was. Um, yeah, um, I, I want to talk about the moon swatch because I do think there's been some some developments on it. If you haven't seen our coverage of the moon swatch, be sure to head over to lifeontherisk.com. You can go to the article section. I'll put a link in the show notes uh, for the, the moon swatch um, so you can take a look at that. Um, so you can see our coverage. We also have a video that you can watch if you're interested in, in sort of hearing our, our content that way. But what a crazy day that was. So I'm going to be covering that. The other thing I want to cover is uh, the uh, upcoming uh, Watches and Wonders that starts tomorrow, March 30th. We'll see all of the debuts of all of the brands that we love uh, from from the watch world. They'll be doing debuting a lot of their pieces. What's kind of insane is that there are a lot of brands that are, have already debuted some pieces. Um, that we've covered on the website and um, it's almost (laughs) growing the anticipation that I have for the watches that are going to be released so um, we'll we'll, sort of give you my thoughts on that I'm very excited for Watches and Wanders we're going to be covering uh, it fully all the watches that are are released um, we'll be covering on our website so stay tuned for that we'll probably talk about them on the podcast as well um, so you can hear about them there but let's go back to uh, the moon swatch because, um, wow. <laughs> um, so if you um, were not aware, um, Omega released a collaboration with Swatch where they released 11 different watches, all that took their inspiration from the Omega Speedmaster. They're essentially Speedmaster, Swatch Speedmasters and they're nicknamed moon swatches. And there are 11 variations, each with a, that are named after a mission to a certain planet. You've got things like Pluto, Neptune, Earth, uh, the Sun. Um, and it basically broke the internet. Um, these watches were so, so um, popular. Uh, garnered a lot of attention from all of the um, watch enthusiasts out there because of the general aesthetics that it takes its, itself from, which is the Omega Speedmaster, but also the fact that it was only 250 Swiss francs. And um, so a lot of attention given to this piece, these pieces, I should say. And so, and the, the reason why there was so much attention is they were only going to be available in stores. And I think there were there's something like 10,000 available. I'm not sure on that number, so don't quote me, but... I think there were only going to be 10,000 available worldwide at certain Swatch stores. And so, of course, people were like, I got to get in line to get one of these. And so what they, what ended up happening was I saw pictures and videos on Instagram three days before the release, which was last Saturday, um, of people camping outside of the stores because they wanted to be ready for when this watch was released. Uh, which for me already, I was like, oh, geez, this is going to be intense. Um, and then the day came and there were so many videos and pictures on Instagram of um, of just 
an absurd amount of people stampeding to the front door of Swatch stores because they were trying to get them. The way that Swatch approached it was they essentially gave out tickets that had numbers on it that basically said, You're out, this is your allocation for the Moon Swatch. Um, but there were still so many people that were involved in like stampedes to the front of these stores trying to get in line to get one of these Moon Swatches. I think it shows how impressive this is as, as of a release because people were very, very interested in, um, in getting this, um, which I think is great. That means Omega and Swatch is something really, um, really great. They, they had the support for it and I think they're going to um, reap the benefits of, of it. Um, which I think is, is, is awesome. It's also like a way that's to sort of maybe get people into Speedmasters, maybe buying the more expensive pieces. I cover it all on our video if you want to hear my thoughts there. Um, but I, I have to admit, I, it was a little, um, I don't know, it was just a little, little. Um, I don't want to say annoying because that's not the, the, the word, but it was just kind of shocking to see so many people stampeding for these watches when really it's not a limited edition. It's going to be released over time um, online as well um, for a you know 250 Omega Moon Swatch. It's a phenomenal piece, but it was uh, a little bit um, upsetting for me to see it because I I don't want the hobby to, to, to be something like that, but that's regardless. I then also saw something on, I think, Watch Enthusiast's uh, Instagram where he had worn the moon swatch and then took it off. It was a it was a mission on Earth as the piece, so it was like a green case. And he had taken off the watch and obviously had been sweating, and he actually had stain, green stains on his wrist, which I thought was kind of like... I don't think that should happen. <laughs> I think the quality control should have been in place to not let the the um the coloring come off of the case of the watch because that sort of puts into question like oh geez is this is this going to age well it's sure it's 250 swiss francs but still like you know i think the quality checks should have been done to, to ensure that that doesn't happen um so that was kind of uh, crazy to see on instagram and there were a lot of very interesting comments about it um so we'll we'll see what happens there Another thing is just the secondhand market for all this stuff. There are people who got the, the allocation tickets and were selling the allocation tickets for like a thousand US dollars. The one in New York, I'll say, the, the, the Swatch store in New York, they were selling those allocation tickets for a thousand US dollars where the watch was 260. Kind of insane um, to think that they were doing that. Furthermore, there are so many of these pieces on the secondhand market. Um, for ridiculous prices, some for a thousand, but I've seen them upwards of fifteen to thirty thousand U.S. dollars on the secondhand market, which um, you wish you wish that Swatch would control it and they would say, "Hey, you can't like we're not going to allocate to you if you if you sell it, and if you do, then you know there will be a repercussion of some sort." It's the age-old you know question or or discussion that we have about these things, um, especially when it you know. You see, you see it all the time with brands like FP Jorn where people get allocated and then they sell it, which is unfortunate. But it's unfortunate for the Moon Swatch as well because it's sort of making it seem like an unrealistic watch um, when it's really supposed to be this accessible Speedmaster. So interesting times. Anyway, let me know what you think about the Moon Swatch. I'll move on to my second topic, 
which is uh, Watch Them Wander. So Watch Them Wander is taking place in Geneva from the 30th to, I believe, the 5th or the 6th. Oh, sorry, sorry, I think it's the 30th to the 4th. Um, and this is basically an event where uh, brands are going to be releasing all of their new pieces for the year. And I think it's a very exciting time, especially with the watches that have been released over the last couple of days uh, to weeks to, to, to months to, to sort of say, wow, we've had some incredible releases. Um, where the heck do you go from here? <laughs> where the heck do you go from here with some of these brands? So I think the brands who haven't released anything have their work cut out, cut out for them. If you think about, first off, the Omega Moon Swatch is just like, revolutionary um so that's like a huge thing longines released a really beautiful um a really beautiful gmt recently we're going to cover it on our webs on our um on our youtube channel and website this week um but they released a really beautiful gmt that i think knocks a, a lot of people's socks off mbnf just thinking of independence released the um mad one red edition so like that's also incredible and then they're also um, slated to release a new caliber, which I think is going to be super exciting over the... Um, so you have all these different things. You've got Swatch, you've got Longines releasing things, you've got Independence releasing things. And so I think it really is going to be an interesting Watch Some Wonders because I hope that the brands really stepped it up this year. I don't think they could have reacted to the releases that have happened, but if I'm a brand and I've released, you know, maybe something that isn't super revolutionary, I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of. Uh, I'm kind. Of, I'd be kind of nervous looking at the releases that are coming out of, out of uh, Switzerland right now. Um, so, should be interesting. Like I said, we're going to cover all the re all the main releases on our website and our YouTube channel. So stick around for that. We'll also cover it on our on our um, on our podcast if you are interested in listening to that. Um, one of the things that I've been thinking about is also the auction season, and I'll, I'll sort of briefly touch on this. I think I'll cover it more in depth in another video, but, or excuse me, another podcast. Um, but something that I've been thinking about a lot is auction season because it is coming up. And uh, Phillips and Christie's are hosting some pretty cool auctions over the next couple months. Uh, Geneva Watch Auction is going to be taking place, which is exciting in May. Um, and a lot of them are, I think there's, uh, I think Phillips had their uh, Arma Piguet 50th anniversary auction um, that had a showing in in, in, in New York, um, which is very exciting. I've seen a couple of these pieces on Instagram. I think there was a really beautiful um, original reference Lango One, the 101.01 Lango Ones that that's going to be released, uh, going to be sold at auction. Very exciting to 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 see um, to, to to watch those. I think. With all this craze, it's definitely kind of... I think there's going to be some sort of change to, to the auction market. I think it, prices have just continued to skyrocket. And um, now we've got sort of, you know, inflation creeping in and, and uh, some other macro trends that are happening. It, it'll, be, um, it'll be interesting to see who's bidding on these pieces and what they end up, end up going for. Um, so stay tuned for, for more uh, watch auction coverage uh, later. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you are new to Life on the Wrist and enjoy podcasts about watches, be sure to, to follow this podcast so you're the first one notified when we do upload. If you don't know, we release a podcast every Tuesday on some topic related to watches. We cover the gambit, vintage, modern, movements to uh, watchmakers, uh, really 
all of it. So be sure to follow us. Uh, hit us up on, on any of our social medias or on our website if you are interested in, in talking to us about about any of the topics we've talked about on this podcast. I'd love to talk to chat watches, so be sure to reach out if you would like to. If you wouldn't mind liking this podcast and also rating it, that would be greatly appreciated. Your feedback is how we how I can adapt this podcast to be exactly what you are interested in listening to. So um, be sure to rate us. And with that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And until next time.